This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on ESPN Radio WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Christian Gokel, glad to have you all along on this Monday afternoon. So much to dive into as the Cadets wrap up the regular season with a big win over Islands, clinching that one seed a couple weeks ago and wrapping up an 8-2 and two regular season, a 58-13 win there over Islands. And to wrap up that game with us and to preview what's coming up as the Cadets are on a bye week, the head football coach of your Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, Christian, thank you for having me once again. Of course, Coach, and a big win for you guys, 58-13 to wrap up the regular season there, Coach. And going back to the game and kind of our post-game uh, talk that we had on the show, not necessarily the best foot forward there in the first half from your team. No, we definitely did not come out, uh, you know, with the spark that we needed that I was hoping we would. Um, we were very sluggish, and you know, you could. And there's two ways to look at it. Certainly, understand that you know we've been really, really playing at a high level for weeks now, and we, we've, you know, the region was already decided, and excuse me, and that sort of thing. But winners, champions go out and play no matter who, who they're playing against, no matter what the situation, what the day, what the what the weather, none of that changes anything. You play at a certain level, and that's what we've got to be able to do. And, Coach, going back, I know you guys had a chance to watch the film a bunch over the weekend. It seemed like Islands was able to really control the line of scrimmage on, the, on both sides of the ball uh, through at least the first couple of quarters until you guys were able to get it going towards halftime. Yeah, they were. I mean, well, they came out. They, they put everybody within about six yards of the ball. They yeah. Were playing a lot of zero coverage and, and you, know, putting a lot, you know, selling out to stop the run and, and, you know, trying to get contact on the guys. And, uh, you know, they had three um, interference calls, you know, for holding uh, there. So, that they, you know, they came out with a good game plan to do that. And, and we were off a little bit. Our timing was off and, excuse me, holding was off a bit. And, uh, you know, that's just something you got to fight through. And as we did, we fought through. And, and by, you know, by the end of the half, we're able to get it rolling. How do you adjust for that, Coach? I, I know teams are going to, if they see a game plan that works, they'll try to copy. And obviously you guys put up 58 points, so able to break through eventually. But if there is a way a team attacks you like that where they're saying, hey, listen, we're just going to play – four guys in coverage, and we're going to send the rest and try to stop Justin Thomas or whoever's carrying the ball, Lamont Mitchell. How do you counter that with Holden? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we did. Uh, we, were just, we were just off a little bit, and, you know, and, and Holden's been on fire. Uh, so that's going to happen sometimes, and you just got to be able to weather the storm and, and play well through it. Uh, plus, we'll also work on that. You know, we've got an off week right here, and we can uh, – we can go to work on on that and, and and being able to get off the you know the press man coverage and and you know running our routes versus that we don't we don't practice it a whole lot because we see so much zone different mixes of zone coverages so um, you know that's just something we can work on and get better at it and, and and realize that that's you know that's could be the next game plan for the next team and I know it can be as simple sometimes as just miscommunication or a guy stepping the wrong way and we've been or at least I have giving that offensive line a lot of credit this year. When you guys were able to go back and watch, what kind of grade did they get? You know, they, they did pretty well. It wasn't, you know, there was some pressure, but you're going to get that. Um, 
eventually, you know, we were able to run the ball too, and, and you know, and did did pretty well there. So there's a few things that we're going to definitely have to correct uh, on that, and, and and be able to pick up some blitzes a little bit better as well. But uh, but overall, they did pretty well. Not their best game by any stretch, but uh, but not not as bad. You know, we always say as coaches, it's never as good as it looks or as bad as it looks, and that pretty much always plays out. No, I looked at it my like, uh, you know, uh, it wasn't near as bad as I thought it was for that first quarter and a half. Uh, defensively, Coach, I thought a, a good game. I know there were some a couple of missteps there, but for the most part, just another dominant performance by the defense and really setting the offense up with some short fields there as well. I thought Holden Sapp really stood out to me. Obviously, I had the touchdown there, Coach, but uh, consistently throughout the game, able to set his edge and get a lot of tackles for loss. Yeah, Holden had a really good game. He he and Ben Hollerback were sharing our Ball Hawk Award this week, and uh, they'll wear that jersey. They'll split wearing that uh, special jersey at practice every every day. And um, Holden, I think, had 11 tackles, uh, two tackles for a loss, a sack, and of course the pick six. And um, you know he, he's a special kid, and the defense played really well. Um, you know, I think we held him. Dennis Knight had said, "I've got to go back and." and confirm this but held them to 17 yards of offense and you know part of the whole we only ran for 139 yards of, of offense but we were starting every drive on you know across midfield right so uh you know so that that's a lot to do with the defense and what was happening there and obviously the kick return for a touchdown kind of changes the scoreboard a little bit for you guys there coach and just i thought you did a really good job all night of containing Langston Lewis. He really had their only first down of the night that wasn't off a penalty uh, when he caught a slant route. But beyond that, just able to cover him up. And, and until the one mistake where you kick it to him on a kickoff, uh, able to make keep him silent for most of the game. Yeah, no doubt. And we were, we were you know, definitely kicking away from him. And, and, and he's a good player. And, and we had all of our twos and some threes in on that kickoff, some younger guys. And, and that's valuable experience and you know, we were hoping we could get them in a little bit earlier in that game, and we didn't. But, uh, you know, those guys have got to learn, too, and that'll be great learning experience. We'll watch the film, and they'll, they'll learn how to how to take that eye in the sky and that coaching when, when you don't do it right. And they didn't do it right. And, and you know, but that that's great experience for them to be able to get that. And he's a good player. He's explosive. Coach, I'm curious about this because we, we spoke about it on the postgame show, and we, we also spoke about your ability to get around the edge uh, and get to Zaquan Bryan when he was coming off. That was impressive, man. You you basically you pulled from like a nose tackle position. You came all the all the way around left tackle to get to Zaquan Bryan there when he was coming off after he caught that fair caught that punt at the one yard line. But has has he given you an explanation on what happened or what have those conversations been like? Because just calling the game, we were like, all right, he's going to plant his feet at the ten, and then anything goes over his head, uh, he's going to let go. And then we saw him catch it. We were like, oh, yeah, he. Uh... He said he thought he was he was still near the ten yard line and he had moved laterally, um, you know, and that's just a mistake we can't have. Uh, but uh, we, we, you know, that's what we'll do. We'll go back and work on it. And uh, you know, I always like to look at myself. And I mean, I'm, I got on his behind and will, and he knows that, and knows I love him, and what you know, also celebrate with him. Other you know, five thousand times he does things right, but right, um, uh, but um. You know, I always like to you know point the finger at myself first, and we haven't been working on that. We haven't worked on that since camp. You know, as far as really, we talk about it, but we haven't done it, forcing them to do it. So that's one that's going to be a period today where we're working on that with punt. You 
know, he and Justin and Cam will rotate in, you know, heels on the 10, and if they have to step backwards, let it go. Um, I know in college they've, they've gone to put them on the five because the punters have gotten so good they can drop it differently and drop it in there. But most of the people we're going to see in high school aren't going to have that ability. I will say this, Coach, since the Buford game, when you really acknowledged, hey, we have to go back and work on just catching the punts, I think maybe one muffed punt since then. So those guys back there, specifically Zaquan, uh, have done a lot better job of securing those punts. And he's even gone up. I know I've heard coaches always point to Jake Scott being really good at this, and that might be a way back reference for some people listening right now. But even if he didn't get a return, just fair catching the ball in traffic and keeping it from rolling could save field position. I've seen Zaquan Bryan do that a few times. So it seems like since that Buford game, you've really stepped up your game in just terms of securing punts. Yeah, definitely. We, we've made it a focus. It's a period in practice every day that those guys go and catch, uh, you know, and, and every single day uh, we work on it, you know, during, you know, the special teams periods. And then uh, our BCAA also bought us a, a, um, a jug machine. So uh, we've been using that both for, for catching, you know, passes or would be a pass and catching punts. So all of the above has helped to, to get us better with all of that. Um, and yeah, it, we the, the analytics say X the punt. It's like getting a first down because if you you know if you do it over a hundred times, that punt's going to roll another ten yards if you just let it hit. So basically, uh, a, a catch, a fielded punt, even if it's just a fair catch, is you know like a first down. Again, a big win for the cadets as they head into the bye week. Fifty-eight. To 13 there over Islands. We're going to take a quick break, come back. We'll wrap up that win over Islands and take a look at what practice is going to look like for the cadets this week. This is the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Wrapping up BC's 58-13 win over Islands. Coach, I don't feel like I did a good enough job of describing the job that the defense was able to do, because I know we like to come on here and talk about the things uh, that you were able to see going back and watching tape, but it, it was a shutout for your defense. Uh, obviously, uh, Langston Lewis with both touchdowns, and one of fumble recovery and one a kickoff return. So, uh, like you said, uh, less than 20 yards given up and a shutout, about as good as we've seen this defense play. Yeah, definitely played very well. I thought they were you know spot on. I thought Coach Housen did a great job of scheming up and, guys did a great job of executing it we continuously got pressure on the quarterback and uh you know um, lots of negative plays uh, lots of negative plays there they did a you know we did a good job of tackling and running to the ball um will salver i thought did a really good job of, of scraping and getting to the ball and, and and making some plays there and and so i was proud of the defense and excited for them Coach, you head into a bye week now before the playoffs where you'll be back at Memorial Stadium for at least round one. And we've spoken about this in past years right here on this show. This additional time with your team, because for a lot of teams right now, their season's over. That was it. They, they played their 10 games. Uh, I know there's an extra week right now for high school football coming up, but a lot of teams have already played their 10th game and they're not going to the playoffs. You guys are heading into a bye week before round one of the playoffs and going back and looking at the years prior, all those extra weeks of practice, I think specifically a guy about guys like Wilkes Albert and Bryce Baker who have just played so many extra snaps as sophomores that they're basically juniors right now. Definitely, and, and li literally if you look at the numbers and you make it to you know your semifinal rounds, your final rounds, that sort of thing, you're playing 
extra season. You do that twice, and you've, you've played a full extra season. So, uh, And you've practiced a full extra season, and you've seen that many more reps, that many more plays. So it is huge. It is huge for the program to continuously get better, you know, get better with that. Even the guys, you know, that are, that are coming in, and they're, they're basically staying on the team, service scout team, they're getting reps, and, and, and certainly with a week like this where we're working on fundamentals, they're going to be getting a lot of the same reps that the uh, starters are going to get. So it, it is very important. Uh, it's really huge, really huge for a program to, to be able to get these extra weeks in. And I know you have different terms for it, Ad Benedictine, but at least when I played and it was the ninth grade and the JV team that their seasons were about eight games long, and after that – a really cool process where about five players from the ninth grade team and 10, 20 players from the JV team would be asked to stay up with the varsity. What does that look like for you guys now that both of your younger teams have wrapped up their seasons? Yeah, we do it a little bit differently. Unfortunately, we've never been able to get that many games. It's supposed to now be seven and seven. We we usually get three or four uh, for each for a JV and, and a freshman. We'll mix in we play a C team a lot where we mix in a few sophomores with that freshman group uh, to give it some consistency there. But um, uh, so yeah, it wrapped up. They ended undefeated, and that, that's great. Uh, both teams ended undefeated this year, and a lot of those guys are staying. We we released some some sophomores and and you know uh, probably about sixty percent of the freshmen, uh, but the rest of the guys have stayed. And you know a lot of those guys are running scout teams and and you know doing everything they can to help us. I know it's late in the season, but talk about those coaches. I know uh, a lot of guys pulling double duty there that coach those teams and then have to be out there on Friday nights helping that operation as well. Yeah, we do it a little differently where, you know, all of our coaches coach everything. And and uh, really, I'm the only one that doesn't, doesn't coach JV or, or freshman group. So uh, the, the JV head coach is Coach Tony Orsini, who's coached for a very long time, was a defense coordinator here about years ago. And uh, has, has has been a head coach. Has done a lot of different things, and so he he does a good job there. And then he also coaches our outside linebackers. Uh, the the um, C team coach or freshman coach is Coach Caleb Collins, uh, who coaches our wide receivers, and uh, he does a really good job with with those guys. And and um, you know he's he he's the younger guy that can be cool and can talk to him and that sort of thing. That you know when I'm after I you there behind <laughs> young guy that can kind of love on them a little bit uh, uh, <laughs> and we need that you oh, need yeah. all of the above that can do all that well coach for the kids out there who might be listening right now and the players that might be listening who were played on those jv and freshman team right now and maybe aren't going to be out there on friday or will be out there on friday and get a chance to observe who are a couple guys that were in their shoes last year that are playing significant snaps for you now yeah, definitely. We had a number of guys that were doing that last year. Uh, Jeremiah Thomas is one of them uh, who started every game this year at Nose Guard. Well, he was serving nothing but scout team last year for for a long time. Uh, but you know now he, he's he's playing a lot of a lot of football for us. Um, you know, uh, two years ago, uh, you know, uh, Matt Cromenhawk, who's a captain and a, a senior leader, he was he was doing nothing but that. And what I always like to do is say, you know, as a freshman. Saquon Bryan did it. You know, he was nothing but scout team, and he got in some. You know, I, I think he may have lettered. He did. He lettered because he got in you know some, some special teams as a freshman. But uh, but he was serving scout team, and you know all 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 of them have. Keen Harris, who's starting pre 
safety at, at NC State, third scout team. He came in and, and did that, and, and that's just the way it works. Well, I know it's tough for a lot of 12, 13, 14-year-old boys to say mental reps because mine's all over the place and it's hard to keep them focused on one thing. But for the guys who are going to be out there uh, next Friday night and get to be a part of the team, run out through the banner and stand on the sideline during that during that playoff game, I, I just think it's so big because your first time experiencing that, you're not ready for it. You're not ready for everybody yelling and it's cold outside and it's the playoffs and there's that extra electricity of if you lose, that's it. But I do think it's huge for them to be able to experience that, specifically in a role where they probably won't have to play. Yeah, definitely. I think it's good because, yeah, you can see it. You've been there. You've, you've at least been there, been a part of it because uh, it is going to be a little bit of a, a shock factor. And, uh, so I think it is very good for them to, to be able to experience that. And, and if you, it's really good if, if you know, you're fortunate enough to be able to get a couple of those guys on run down on kickoff or do something yeah. like that. And, and then, so they've been in it, and you know all that is is huge. Flip side of that, coach, you have a lot of guys who have played in a lot of big time games. A lot of guys that made that semifinals run last year with you. How do you feel about their preparedness coming into this game? In terms of listen, we've we've been here before. Yeah, I think they definitely know that. Um, you know, there's there, there's good and bad to that. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little bit of a oh hum. We've been here before, you know, and you don't want that. You want the confidence, but still the excitement. I, I feel like we'll definitely be there. We won't be there this week because this is the, uh, you know, an, an, you know, off week, which we're just going to go back and work on a lot of fundamentals. But by next week, they will be there. They'll be excited uh, and really ready to go get after it. And quickly here, Coach, what does this schedule look like this week for you guys? Uh, it, it's a bye week, but it's not a standard in-season bye week. You guys getting ready for the playoffs right on the, the heels of uh, the regular season there, Coach. What does this bye week look like for you? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, I just want to give a shout-out. We're, we're calling it the uh, Pat Parker State Farm Insurance Bye Week uh, because he sponsored our game last, last Thursday, and I, I felt bad for him as it wasn't <laughs> this normal big crowd and the weather and, and that sort of thing. So we're going to call it the, the Pat, Parker, uh, Pat Parker State Farm uh, Bye Week this week. And, and uh, we're going to practice today. And today will be very similar to what we do on a regular Monday, uh, coming off a game and, and playing on Friday, uh, which will will be in full pads. They'll they'll go heavy squat today in the in weight room. Uh, and fortunately, all of our guys are in the weight room, so they'll, they'll heavy squat. They'll come out. They'll, we'll we'll do our team awards and watch the film and talk about what we need to do better off of that film, and then go out and. Do a lot of fundamental. Only thing we won't do is install. We won't install on the team, but we'll we'll do a lot of fundamentals. Going to give them tomorrow off, uh, and have the uh, seniors actually over to my house to you know kind of get ready for what's coming. And then Wednesday will be another full pad, you know, hard fundamental week. Now, when I say hard, we're not going to be doing a whole lot of scrimmaging or, or really any scrimmaging. Uh, we're just going to do a lot of fundy work, you know, getting back to fundamentals and getting as good as we can at that, um, which will include a lot of thud contact. Uh, I definitely don't want to get anybody hurt. Right. Um, and then Thursday will be half shell and a little more of a cleanup, again, working on details of things, of, of things that we've seen over the past few weeks that we've got to get better as we go here. And, and then we'll give them Friday off other than the weight room and, and have a good weekend and then come back ready to roll next week. Well, big-time week coming up for the cadets as they get prepared 
for another playoff run. Coach, we appreciate the time as always, man, and we won't see you out there on Friday. We look forward to talking to you next Monday. Yep, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show on ESPN Radio. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show right here on ESPN Radio. Savannah, Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside as we wrap up this edition of the Danny Britt Show. I'm really excited to catch up with our next guest, a member of my maybe my favorite unit on the entire team. He plays offensive line for your cadets. Senior Brian Johnson hopping on with us here. Brian, thanks for taking the time, man. Thank you for having me. Of course, and just... Take us through this unit, man. I know five seniors, you guys have played a lot of football together. How good do you guys feel you are? Because I know typically you're the undersized unit when you're going against the other defensive line, but played some really good football this year. Yes, sir. You know, we just go team by team and do our best to help protect Holden and let him make his passes every game. Now, I want to talk about you because – undersized, I guess, is the best way to put it for your position, right? You're kind of built like yeah. a linebacker. Like it's like undersized is a relative term because obviously you're bigger than most people. Uh, but for an offensive lineman, probably going, what, about a buck 80 uh, in there playing left guard and cut up from what Coach Britt tells me. But what what is it about that position? Because I know a lot of times guys your size want to play running back, outside linebacker. What drew you towards the offensive line? Uh I just love it because you get to hit people every time, and I just do my best to help protect Holden every time I go out there. Now, do you feel like your your size is a little bit of an advantage for you? Because multiple times this year, we've seen you 20, 30, 40 yards downfield lead blocking. Yes, sir. It helps. Like When I'm pulling, I'm able to get down the field faster than if I wait a little bit more. Talk about the job your coaches have done, because I know this offensive line, it's special, like I said, because of so many seniors, but – I think the performances you guys have put on, right, where you have offenses going for over 600 yards, that all starts with you guys. Uh, what have you seen out of your coaches getting you guys ready for this? Uh, every week they just help prepare us with the defense and make sure we know what like their uh, formations are, and it just helps us every game and every week. Now, you've played a lot of football for this team, getting ready for the playoffs here. Talking to the younger guys who maybe haven't experienced it before, how do you explain the playoffs to them? Uh, it's just a fun experience, and we just got to win every game so that we can make it to a uh, state championship. And again, a bye week coming up. Uh, you guys practicing today, and as Coach Britt told us, tomorrow off and then getting ready for the playoffs. But I know you're completely focused on this run coming up, but for the Cadets fans out there uh, that are maybe curious, what are your plans after BC uh, going to school and then advancing in your athletic career? Um, I'm planning to major in business, and I'm undecided what college, though. But I'm looking at Georgia State, uh, some other colleges. I know there's a lot of Georgia Southern fans listening right now, but, hey, I went to Georgia State. It's a great school. It's a good time in Atlanta. So if you, if you want to go to Georgia State, uh, I'll, I'll back you up 100%. Because I know, heck, you play for a Georgia Southern Eagle, but I'll back you up. So no worries right there. Getting ready for this bye week, Brian Johnson, senior offensive lineman, for the cadets joining us here. Brian, we appreciate the time, man. Uh, enjoy this bye week. I know you guys get a day off coming up here and then getting ready for the playoffs, man. Look forward to seeing you out there. Thank you. You've been listening to ESPN's Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk on ESPN Radio.